Did you ever see the movie Swingers, Rick? Yeah. Okay. The topic of today's show, Vince Vaughn handled it very well. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because it's money, baby. Money. You're baby. so money, and you don't even know it. Mm-hmm. Our scuttlebuds are money. Our scuttlebuds are money. Yeah. They're so money. Scuttlebuds, you are so money, and you don't even know it. Our next guest, Mike, on today's show is a derivatives trader. I don't even know and, what that means. And he's going to talk about it. You ready to do this? Yeah. Let's trade some derivatives, dude. We're hanging. <laughs> This episode of Small Town Scuttlebutt is brought to you in part by Royal Pizza. It is way too busy tonight. Just kick back and relax online with RoyalPizzaMedfield.com. And also in part by Park Street Books, New England's largest children's book and toy store. Check them out. ParkStreetBooks.com. Small Town Scuttlebutt. Hey, Scuttlebutts, what's going on? Rick Fink Jr. in the northeast corner of my basement. Doing another episode of the only podcast in the world called Small Town Scuttlebutt. Across the table from me is my buddy Mike Page. He's looking so hot today, and I mean that. And I, I think dapper totally. is the word you were Dapper. Dappers, it's yeah. an outdated, but let's I, bring it back because that is that that's a proper word to describe the gentleman across the table from me who is wearing a gingham button-down collar shirt with a navy tie with some nautical-themed yep. uh, artwork at the bottom there. He's wearing thin maroon suspenders, and uh, you had your hat. I don't know what to call that hat. That's a Gatsby. A Gatsby. Okay, yeah. makes sense. And uh, you just look really sharp today. You look like you, you woke sir. up with some purpose and, and uh, some self-respect uh, and mm-hmm. a couple other things I don't have. That's, that's, What's it like? I don't know. I'm I'm uh, trying to fool everybody just like you. <laughs> you fooling yourself? Like, Mike, <laughs> yeah. I just dress up nice. People yeah. think I'm important. No, it works. So anyway, Mike, there's so much going on in the financial world. And I feel like that's a topic, Mike, that's over our heads. Yeah, I'm blissfully unaware of all of the problems that are going on right now. Yeah, do you know anything about NFTs? Yeah, I know I wouldn't be bothered with them. How much Bitcoin do you got in your pockets right now? Zero. Okay, so it's you don't, virtual. You don't know shit. What's your, what's your baseball card game looking like, bro? I haven't gone through them in years. Okay, are you investing? Do you know anything? God. My my investments right now are all tied up in Beanie Babies. Beanie Babies? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm waiting for them to come back around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's how it works. It's cyclical. actually I'm really proud of myself because I know a lot of people that are my age that had a, that amassed a collection and never owned one because I was like, you guys are dumb. <laughs> and then they were all like, no, look, they're worth so much. Look, the tag. I'm buying these protectors for the tags so that the mm. tags don't get bent. How's that working out for you? Yeah. So in the 1990s, when I was in high school, my friend's mom was buying these things. Oh, yeah. At an obsessive Left and right, le- right? Yep, and it got to the obsessive level. These are things that I am investing in. Mm-hmm, yeah. It got to that level, and I'm just... I'm and ex- only some of them are going to go up in value. You're getting the wrong ones. And and uh, a short amount of time, they're going to go up in value. And also, you got to find that buyer. But like, what's yeah, maybe wild they're out is there, but- when the prices of them were through the roof and people were actually paying for them, mm-hmm. if you didn't immediately jump on that and go, oh, my God, I, I paid $5 for this, and now it's worth 56 for yeah. this same one. I should sell it. I'll have 11 times as much money. But people 
being greedy, we're like, I'll wait another couple of weeks. And then all of a sudden, everything's worth nothing. Yeah. Oh, everybody has all of these. Mm-hmm. I wasn't the only one in on the game. Whoops. My mother-in-law is big on the Beanie Babies, too. Still? Yeah, but but as the honest collector, like I, I, I'm yeah. going to go easy on her. Because she never knew what they were worth. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're not in her portfolio, mm-hmm. but they do come out seasonally. Yeah. Oh, it's Halloween. Danger. She's taking out her 45 mm-hmm. Halloween-themed Beanie Babies and putting them out. And then they're going to be replaced with Thanksgiving-themed yeah. Beanie Babies. And there's just a shelf five feet long, and it just is all it's Beanie Babies. Seasonal Beanie Babies. But they're not for sale. No. You know, this is the only person who I know who's like, you know what, I collected these goddamn things and I have them and I will continue to display them and I will get my money's worth. So my mother-in-law stuff, I kind of admire her Beanie Baby affection there. It's a little mm-hmm. different. It's genuine, yeah. right? What was the dumbest thing you ever bought thinking, oh yeah, this is how I'm going to live the good life? Um, Like thinking that it would go up in value? Yeah, like anything in your life where like I'm going to buy this and I know I'm going to make money on it. And uh, well, I would say like football and and basketball cards as a kid, I was convinced. Yes, because you know you heard about the we've talked about this before. You you heard about the Babe Ruth cards. You heard about the Mickey Mantle cards, and I was like, oh, I got this. I love. I love these sports. I'll collect the cards. Yep. I will enjoy them for the time being. I'll keep them in the protective sleeves, and someday I'll sell them off, and I'll make a fortune. Right. No, you yeah. won't, because by the time I came around, like, everybody was collecting them. So, And what I didn't know at the time is, like, the brand that you were buying, mm-hmm. if you're getting the wrong brand, then they were a dime a dozen. And if you were spending the $6 for what... It wasn't even upper deck. I don't remember now what what the brand is that you wanted to be buying, but if you were buying those, there were way less of them out there. I had no idea. I was too much of a traditionalist, so I had the top cards, but then upper deck came in and Fleer came in, and I was like, nope, still going with tops Mm because that's I'm a loyalist. Like, bro, you got to get out of the tops game because they're getting crushed by these fancy, slick, shiny thicker cards from upper deck mm-hmm. right and it's like you're still kicking around with those cardboard things you you should be putting in your bu- bike spokes you know how about gambling you ever think of investing in like i don't kino no oh god no no have you ever I, made a dollar off a of kino i've never played kino i don't think you know we should i tell was at a, a bar one time we should tell I, scuttlebuds all over what kino is it's it's a state lottery run game it, there's a go to a bar or a convenience store and there's a little TV monitor, and every game, there's just a bunch of numbers that come up. You just have to pick a bunch of numbers, and every yeah. 10 minutes it resets. And you you know, you know play the game, and you, you pay a buck. You, you pick six numbers. If you get a certain amount, it works. And uh, I never get – I don't even I've win never, my dollar back. Yeah, I've never played it once. Yeah. Um, just, you know who created the lottery? You know whose idea it was? Mm-mm. George Washington's. Oh, was it really? Yep. Because uh, – we essentially needed a tax to pay for the war that we had just fought. But you can't introduce a tax when the war was fought over not paying taxes that you don't want to pay. Right. So he made a voluntary tax where you have the potential to maybe get some money back, and people are dumb, so it works. The lottery. That's great. Yep. No shit. 
How's that for something you learned today, huh? Yeah. Are you asking me? I'm not supposed to be on the show. We will, we will get to you in a minute. Are you saying Kino is hot right now? Is that what we should be investing in? You make it sound like people around the United States have never heard of the thing. I think it's like pretty much everywhere. Really? I yeah. never heard of Kino before. Yeah, Kino. Get but I don't do the lottery stuff. So. Yeah. Well, I'm from New Hampshire. We didn't, I never saw I mean, that I, up there. I, my, my nine-year-old and I played Kino. Like he, he, actually hit, he actually hit like for like 10 bucks. And Your kid's gambling at nine years old. And you're proud of that. Well, what kind of father uh, are you? A good one because, you know, you have to learn, like, like what's really going on. What? what? You guys are gambling on Beanie Babies, whatever stupid thing. I never bought it. No, that's my mother-in-law. I mean, everything. Not me. Is... We're talking about things that you've collected as yeah. an investment. We got but, a finance guy in yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, sorry. You keep calling me a finance guy, but it's not really true. I mean, what happened was I came out of uh, graduate school during the great financial crisis. There were no jobs. And I like, you know, when I had an interest in uh, an offshoot of finance called derivatives. So I went around to these companies trying to show them that I knew something. And they're like, no, no, we don't need you. So then I started trading them and it ended up being like uh, kind of a career. Cool. Let's talk more about derivatives in a little bit. Like, do you really want to? Well, I don't even know what a derivative <laughs> is. Do you know what a derivative <laughs> is? Does anyone? Does no, and I honestly, like, look, we're, honestly we have, I'm sitting there like. I don't know what a derivative is. I could explain it pretty easily. I don't have a good financial portfolio. Rick over here clearly knows what derivatives are, so I'll let it go. Yeah. And you're like, what? Meanwhile, you're the one with the suspenders <laughs> over there, looking like I, the Wall yeah. Street guy. All right. So how about this, Scott? You're chomping at the bit. You, you're like a you're like a bull. You know, champing, champing at it. Chomping, champing, chomping at the bit. Why do they pronounce it? You're chomping, chomping at a bit. You don't chomp, chomp at the bit. What am I, British? Chom- I'm chomping. I don't know, but as opposed to what? Champing. Well, that's how you spell it. it spells like, it's spelled like champ. Whatever. Who you cares? know what? Nobody gives a shit. It really is champing at the bit. Both forms are common and widely accepted, though. No kidding. We're going to talk to you about just investing. The, the The world has changed. It's changing every day, but also yeah. like things you can invest in. It's like we're making shit up. I yeah. want to learn more about this stuff. I want to know what's going on. You made me do homework. Gave me some, some bullet points to chew on, and some of them are quite engaging and intriguing, so I'd like to just get right into it. So let's just okay. let's just go do those ads. Let's mm-hmm. go say hi to our, our sponsors, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And then come back, and we'll talk with Scott Murray. It's that time of year again where I was walking in to record the show, and I said, holy smokes, look at Rick's lawn. It looks great. And you know what that means? Mario's been here. Because Rick uses Mario's lawn care. His lawn always looks great. Isn't that right, Rick? Yeah, yeah, thanks. The silence is deafening. Well, it's just, it's almost like you were uh, pumping my tires too much. It makes me a little bit embarrassed. No, I'm not pumping your tires. I'm pumping Mario's tires. I know, but you were talking about my lawn. He's the one that does all the work on your lawn. Talk about the other guy's lawn. When's the last time you pushed a lawnmower around your yard, Rick? Three years ago. Yeah, exactly. Mario's lawn care, 508-962-2243. If you have clothes and you need some service done, Mike, you know where you're going to take your clothes to? Medfield Village Cleaners. That's right. And I like how you said that declaratively. We're on the same page here, right? If something's a little tight or snug, you need to let something come out, go get an alteration at Medfield Village Cleaners. If I got a stain, a rip, a tear, something like that, uh uh-oh, what's this mark? I'm never going to get this out. Go to these guys. They do. Why'd you just look at me funny? (laughs) What sort of mark? 
What, what was the mark? Oh, can, <laughs> so you're well, never you, going to get out. Well, you don't know, Mike. <laughs> I don't. That's why I'm Mike, asking. Mike, is that a blood mark? I don't know. Is it an ink mark? It could be anything. It could be. I'm waiting for the answer. Go make it work. Yeah. That's Medfield Village Cleaners, 508-359-8048. Investing is sort of a weird thing, and, and most people use the term inappropriately. So you're not going to get any rote finance uh, advice from me because most of it is pretty much just bullshit at the end of the day. It's it's all pretty much just bullshit. Are you saying that Kramer's mad money guy is just winging it? He's he's like uh, he's poisonous to be honest with you. He's he, uh, I really wish I had a giant red button here. I have my sleeves rolled up already. <laughs> I want a giant red button to be like sell. <laughs> yeah, what, what can I get angry about? Um, the fact that Peloton went from two hundred dollars to twenty. Garbage sell. You know, I'll cut right to it. The the Federal Reserve. Have you ever heard? Stop! Of the stop! Stop! Let me do. The, let me do you justice here, okay? We've been no, fucking don't, up. Don't, don't, yeah, here's don't, the, here's don't the problem. Don't do me any. I don't no. want any justice. No, no, I'm gonna give you the justice. I don't okay? want it. I am gonna give it to you. I just want it to be. Uh, you're a good friend. You're a talented individual. I'm not here to promote anything. No, I know you're not. But at the same time, doing a little self promotion is gonna kind of happen. Like you have to have some credibility. Yeah. Nobody wants to listen to a guy named Scott. Scott Murray is the founder of VolatilityAnalytics.com where he writes the weekly volatility analytics newsletter. He has 20,000 followers on Twitter under the handle at VolatilityWiz, which features financial humor along with market insights. Oh, this should be good. Financial humor. Right, right. I call it FinCom. FinCom. I like that FinCom. I'm telling you, that would, that's a good idea. I'm going to actually write that down. Mm -hmm. People would actually show up. Because everything's a big joke right you know now. What they, you know what mm. they do in the restrooms at the FinCom Con? What do they do? They take volatile whizzes. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. That's not bad. And if you had time to rewrite Wally that, Wally has 20,000 20, followers. Yeah, volatile whiz. Volatile whiz. <laughs> it's, just, it's just... Wait, what is it actually? Volatility whiz. Yeah, it's just, it's just yeah. whiz videos. It's <laughs> <laughs> It's a it's, dude, but they're I, volatile because he drinks too much uh, Mountain Dew Code Red. Or, or you know what? Sometimes he doesn't drink anything <laughs> at all. You know, and that's really where the yeah, volatility. Sometimes you're like, dude, you need more water. That color is way off. Scuttlebuds at home, if you're keeping track, uh, we're gonna ask our first legit question. Oh man, it says here Jay Powell is an idiot. You probably don't know him, yet he affects our lives daily. This topic will take five minutes, and that will be enough finance crap for your audience. It will be funny, partly about inflation, which is easy. Is Jay Powell, like, the Fed? Who's Jay Powell? Yeah. Yes, he's the chair of the Federal Reserve. Okay. So the easiest way to think about, about this guy is that he's he's in charge of, like, printing money or deleting money. So mm -hmm. he can print it. Or he could just literally vacuum it up. So he's so markets are very volatile right now, mm -hmm. right? Yep. And that is because he's he's on the he's on the verge of deleting money. He he printed f almost five trillion dollars since the pandemic started. So the reason why he's an idiot is because you know in 2018, for example, I'll just give you a quick timeline. He he started you know deleting dollars, 
and then the market crashed and and it was so bad that on Christmas Eve a half day the market went down like five uh, well the S&P 500 forget whatever it, it crashed on Christmas Eve a half day okay and then he's like oops that was a mistake so then he started like printing dollars Right, mm-hmm. In March of 2020, f- printed like $5 trillion. And then everyone was like, okay, that's enough. That's We have too many dollars. Inflation is starting. Mm-hmm. And he, he didn't realize that. And then now he's, because he's put too much, he's printed too many dollars. Uh, he's going to start deleting them. And the market's having a fit because everyone's home and 401k and, and uh, you know, ass coin and... Uh, and NFT, CryptoPunk NFT has gone through, you know, starting to fall. And so he's, you know, when you siphon dollars out of the system like that, like everyone's going to start to feel pain. And when, when they should have, you know, it should, never should have happened in the first place. So, Scott, what should we get rid of tomorrow morning yeah, when the market's open? you should do none of that. But Why is that bad? You can't tell us those things? No, you should just wait to buy until, like, this donkey who runs the Federal Reserve is done doing the damage he's going to do. Okay. So just wait. And, and until he's said, okay, I've vacuumed up the, enough dollar bills. And that's going to take a while. It's going to take probably a year. You know, you'll know it because the market will crash and it'll be all over the news. What is the most common mistake that people make when they're trying to invest in stuff? Like what, what, are, what are the things that that's a good question happen yeah. all the time that you look at and you go, yeah. you idiot? It is, you know, listening to a story uh, about... You know, I, I made the joke about Peloton, but whenever you hear someone pitching a story, but then they don't look at the actual like business itself that's not making money, mm-hmm. then they'll say, oh, this is going to be huge. And then, you know, 95 to 99% of the time, it turns out to be worth zero. What is the Peloton story? Did I miss that? Yeah. So like uh, during the pandemic, Peloton was big, but they, what were they doing that someone couldn't replicate? Like basically nothing making, you know bikes and subscription workout subscriptions. I mean, and they were valued at like $20,000 per subscriber. Right. And they're like, this is going to be big. I'm like, no, no, it's not going to be big. I go like, everybody's going to, can do exactly what you, they're doing. And, and, uh, and then it collapsed and people lost like a fortune on Peloton because they just, you know, they, they saw the story, they saw its growth, right. They saw the advertisements and, and 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 that's 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 a typical mistake that people make. Like staying on too long when you get like because investing in that wasn't wasn't necessarily dumb, right? But they stayed on longer than they should have. Like, don't right. so don't it, be too greedy. Correct. And so get then it out. becomes a trade. If 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 something, if a company's not making money, then it's a trade, mm-hmm. right? I mean, even your house is a trade. I mean, your house doesn't make money, does it? It just goes up in value. So here's a good story. My parents, you know, in Maine, uh, they built their house when I was like three or four years old and they sat on it until, you know, I was long, long gone out of the house and they're disappointed that it didn't turn out to be, you know, worth as much as they thought because of where it was located. So, you know, uh, it's all dependent on like market trends and demand and, and, you know, a, a company, it actually earns money or creates value. Like Apple does that. I mean, uh, you know, you, Apple actually makes a lot of money. So that's 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 actually an investment versus versus like you know something like Peloton, which didn't make any money. I'll give you another example, like Carvana, car vending machines. I mean, are you kidding? Like they've never made money. They'll never make money. That thing's going to zero. I guarantee you, that thing's going to zero. Really, it seems to be the new hot thing. 
what? Carvana or these these like we'll buy your car, pick it up, take it away, like yeah. do all that, all that intermediary work for you, so you get a better deal than a trade in, but you don't have to do all the legal paperwork and loopholes and and research on how to sell a car privately, right? Mm-hmm. This seems seems to be a a market for this. Yeah, well, relatively they, new. They, they lose hundreds of million dollars, a year, hundreds of millions of dollars per year, mm-hmm. hundreds of millions, and uh, there's no, there's no path to profitability. There's a lot of people that wanted to buy the stock, right? Which gave them more fuel to do more money losing stuff, right? But mm-hmm. that's just the. I mean, these are you know, there's there's a million of these things out there right now. Like yep. DoorDash, there's another one. DoorDash will never make money, um, and eventually they'll go out of business. I mean, have you placed an order on DoorDash or Uber Eats lately? It's like a pizza. It's like, hey, okay, so here's what happened to me last night. This is a true story. So it said, 70% off your order on Uber Eats. I go, well, geez, I can't. Got to do that before time runs out, right? Yep. So I order pepperoni pizza, right, for me and my son. My wife is on the road. And uh, I'm like, $26. Okay, so, but I get 70% off. And then like, oh, well, what what about the fees and the taxes and the and the, and the tip. And I was like, hot damn, that's 70% off one large pepperoni pizza. And it'll costing me $32. <laughs> wow. 32 bucks. Why didn't you just have your wife pick it up? She was already on the road. She on the was, way home. No, no, no. She was out of the, she was, she was in Charlotte. So, oh, oh, oh. but I was like, I can't go pick up a pizza right now. So I did that. And so that was a $32 large pizza, 70% off though. Yep. Like, so 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 that business model makes sense, right? Yeah, I don't know. You just said they'll never turn a profit. It sounds like they've got it figured out. <laughs> yeah. They're just bamboozle you. And the, there's <laughs> a sucker's born every minute. Yeah. We know that. Yep. And it worked. Well, Would you do it again? Your well, wife's still out of, at home. Your wife's still out of town and and you want uh burgers and uh, burger and fries. Oh, I did that. Oh, oh, here's the word. Oh, this this reminds me of a funny story too. My son was like can we get KFC? I'm like, no. If there's one, if there's one fast food, I basically just go. This is the this is the lowest of the low. It's that's it, right? So he's like, I really okay, 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 fine. We'll do it one time. So I get a, a bucket of chicken, and it's like sixty dollars to have it delivered on DoorDash. And I was like, who does this? Who can afford to get a sixty dollar bucket of chicken? Like this is a- absolutely out of control. Yeah. And you of do. course, it tasted worse than I remembered it. And you would think that over time, your memories would fade a little bit, and you would no. say, "No, it's it was just as bad." Which which reminds me of a topic I wanted to bring up tonight: Buckethead. Do you remember Buckethead? Jesus, no. <laughs> God, this is one of those. This reminds me of a topic I wanted to bring up tonight: Buckethead. Like, let's just segue into fucking Buckethead. I don't like. This is such a bad interview. It's awesome. <laughs> Is that in your notes? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna talk about the volatility of the market. Then I want to talk about Peloton. I'm gonna bring that transition right in. into KFC, and then K- a hard KFC. left into in the Buckethead. <laughs> yep. like Buckethead, the guitar player. Was yeah. It? Do you know how he came up with that? No. He was eating KFC <laughs> after he watched Halloween Four. This is hilarious. Buckethead. The reason what why band was he in? Guns N' Roses for a while, but he's done. He's been in a million bands because he's, he's actually like for one being of the in, best guitarists of all time. Yeah, yeah. But Buckethead, he, like, what's his claim to fame? KFC bucket on his head. Come on, man. <laughs> Guns N' Roses, it wasn't his claim to fame. Well, that's when I got to know. 
I didn't know who he was, like, doing, like, Joe Satriani solo bucket work, you know, before that. Okay. Over to you, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) I was just thinking that this conversation, I feel like I'm in the multiverse, and I just, like, I'm falling through. Through it? uh, Yeah, I'm falling through dimensions right now, and it's like, oh, in this this dimension, we're talking about KFC. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah. I, mean, I, got, I, got, I just wanted this is, this whole show. Let's just go through your notebook. You, you brought a notebook. <laughs> you want more? Yes. This is okay. like a beautiful mind. I want to draw a roadmap of the tangent. This is the show of tangents. And you have to be a little bit crazy to do what I do because because you know if you're if you trade like me, I mean, there's mm-hmm. no security. You have to rely on yourself, and you got to be a nut. You got to be kind of a little bit crazy. You know, like you crazy, like cut yourself. No. What kind of crazy like you would go bungee jumping? Would you do that? Like when you say crazy, you know, I'm glad of, you brought that up what because level that reminds of crazy me of the Aerosmith about? song "Crazy" from um, the, the '90s. And what made me think of that was the Alicia Silverstone. Alicia Silverstone was in the video, and she was in um, Batman Returns with um, and Chris O'Donnell was. I don't know. I was. I was. I was trying my hand at this. At what? Just going on complete yes. tangents? <laughs> I tried to make this as... <laughs> I wanted to see if I could, like, do six degrees and then bring it back bring it to back. the Cincinnati Reds or something. I was that taking it for a walk. Impressive. Right? Impressive. Yeah. I got stuck on Chris O'Donnell, though. I should have gone with somebody else from the movie. Jim Carrey would have been easier to tie mm. in. Yeah. Maybe. This is going to be one hell of a show to edit. Why don't you do this for our Scuttlebuds? Because we talked about all kinds of stuff. We just hung out with Scott Murray, the... The volatility uh, analytics whiz. newsletter. Yeah, but it's volatility whiz. Oh yeah, at right, at, at the volatility yes, whiz on Twitter, right? The volatility n- whiz or just volatility whiz? At volatility, no the. No okay, the. at volatility. I get whiz. a lot of uh, imitation accounts. That's a big thing these days. Well, Elon's going to take care of that. I hear. Since he's buying the whole thing. Well, that's good. One takeaway for the scuttlebuds on the financials of of this whole year, twenty twenty two. Right, because you say it's not going to change too much We're from a finance it. perspective. Yeah, give us one one tip, one one uh, thing to look out for, one r- rule or one piece of wisdom coming from the whiz. Yeah, all you have to do is wait for Jay Powell to stop deleting money. That's it, and you'll know you'll know when it happens because the market will crash, and then and then he'll be like, okay, 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 I've done enough, and that'll be it. So but he hasn't even started actually, like uh, you know, deleting dollars yet. So like. Uh, yeah, I mean that's boring stuff, but just pay attention to the to the broad headlines on that. You don't have to actually do anything now because it's just getting going. Okay. Well, there you go. Great. Cool. Thank you. What did we learn today? Uh, wait, Scott is raising his hand. Oh, yes, Scott has learned something. Well, I learned something from prior episodes that I wanted to what I wanted to mention. I'm an avid listener. As am I. Wait, I want to hear you what actually listen to the show. I do. Like when I remember that it's on. Okay. Like sometimes I forget. It's on whenever you want it to be on. That's the beauty of a podcast. You, you just go, oh, scuttlebutt. Yep. All right, crank, so here's crank here, it. Here, over over the last like six months. Here are a couple. Here are a couple ideas. Okay, so you actually learned some things. Let's. I hear did. It. I did. Okay. First, one, one thing I learned is that if you're going to do a parade in this town at Christmas time, <laughs> uh, you better dress your kids appropriately because because that could cause a civil war. Like people heads are going to roll if if things don't aren't, don't go right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. True. True. All right. Here's another thing. If you, if you go to the toilet store, you better call ahead. You yes. better call ahead at the toilet store. Yep. 
Yep. Rookie move, Rick. Yep. How stupid of me to think that a store that advertises its hours yeah. online from nine these to five. Are, so far, not, these are these are good lessons that yep. you're picking up. I mean, I, I, I told you, I, yep. I, I, I'm a fan. And, and and lastly, if you walk into a store and you see Mission Control, you have to befriend whoever's like uh, uh, initiating the launch sequence. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that includes pharmacies. Yes. That includes pharmacies. Right. Pharmacies aren't as pretentious. Do you remember that, Mike? Mission Control? No. The you, toilet the store elevated, woman. The elevated person oh, in the yeah, glass. Yeah, yeah. And has the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Something that seems to be more and more common these days. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And you write things down. Look at this. It's been listening for almost tears. Wrote three things down. <laughs> hey, <laughs> thank you guys for having me on. Yeah, cool. Sounds good. You want to stick around for the close or? I can't. You know what he's going to do right now? He's going to take a volatile whiz. <laughs> That's funny. All right, what did we learn tonight? Uh, Jay Powell is an idiot. KFC isn't good. Lucky for us, we've got Royal Pizza. Money is confusing. Like, I don't, I didn't understand half of this, and it's not your fault. It's just like, why, why does one thing work and another thing doesn't? Like, you, you mentioned, uh, what was the business that you were like, they'll ne- it'll never work? Carvana. Yeah, you mentioned Carvana. They will never make money because it's a stupid idea. I agree, but I also thought Uber was a stupid idea when that started. And they don't and make money either. Right, but it's like Uber's whole thing was we'll have strangers come pick you up and you're going to get in their car even though the one thing you've learned is don't meet people from the internet <laughs> and don't get in a stranger's car. And Uber is like, great, we'll do both. Yeah. And uh, they're doing fine. Yeah, you know what the, You know what, know what? what matters on Uber? If... if to get picked up, you have to have like 4.5 stars as someone getting picked up, and, and the driver's got to have like 4.7 stars, right? So, I mean, that's literally... That's all algorithms, yeah. It's crazy. Like, yeah. I mean, like they will like say... I mean, they pick me up because I get 4.8 stars or whatever. Otherwise, they'd be like, nope. What else did we learn tonight? George Washington created the lottery, and if you've ever won a dollar from the lottery, you're welcome. Is that it, Mike? Yeah, how was your volatile whiz? Did it go well? <laughs> All right. Thanks for coming on the show. I'm going to well, use that, by the way. Yeah, All please right. do. For on my, uh, Twitter, on my Twitter thing. Yeah, and then when it, if people don't laugh, you can just follow it with another tweet that says, finger guns, dad jokes. <laughs> yeah, right. Volatile is there an emoji? Is. is there a dad joke finger gun yeah, emoji? Just, there it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah do, gotcha. Do two two uh, pointing hands. There should be one. Yeah. There should be an emoji. All right. Well, for uh, Mike Page and at Volatility Whiz, <laughs> my buddy Scott Murray, finance guru. I'm Rick Fink Jr. This is uh, Small Town Scuttlebutt. We'll see you next week. We here at Small Town Scuttlebutt love that you listen to us every week. If you like what you hear, go support the businesses that help support us, like APC Pest Control, Larkin's Liquors, Mario's Lawn Care, Perez Martial Arts, Medfield Village Cleaners, Royal Pizza, Park Street Books, Smear Campaign, and Mike Page Studios.